Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers, it's time for the Summer Spectacular Sales Event at your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer or visit them online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, aviation technology in the spotlight with stories about planes, drones, and even blimps. We'll also hear about how Facebook is invading your privacy yet again and how they're planning to actually one day even read your mind. All this and more coming up. Boeing is still under investigation by federal authorities who are trying to get to the bottom of why two MAX 737 planes crashed, killing hundreds of people. And as Steve Kathan reports, there's somebody new heading up the FAA now who has some serious concerns. At his swearing-in, the new administrator of the FAA promised he'll keep an eye on Boeing's effort to get the grounded 737 MAX jetliner back in the air after two fatal crashes overseas. This plane will not fly in commercial service again until I'm completely assured that it is safe to do so. Stephen Dixon, a former Delta executive, says there's no current timeline for that. He says we're going to go where the facts lead us. Steve Kathan, CBS News. And now some stories about a different kind of aircraft that's being used in all kinds of different ways nationwide more and more often. CBS's Jim Chenevy has more. This may be the longest ever commercial delivery by drone as a UAV, as in unmanned aerial vehicle, made a high payload delivery in the Bahamas after traveling more than 50 miles over land and water. Now, this was not your backyard drone, but one that looked more like the types the military uses to deliver airstrikes. Its developers say this on-demand drone service can move perishables, mail, mechanical parts, medicine, you name it. And it gives commercial customers the ability to gain control of their supply chain while saving millions in downtime and inventory costs. Jim Mishenevy, CBS News. Closer to home, Streetsboro police have been using drones for a while now to help with crash investigations and to help find missing persons. Now, Chief Darren Powers says they're testing a new system that's being developed by a Michigan startup called SkyOps, and he tells us how it's different. The newer system that they're trying to develop would eliminate the need for an officer at the scene to fly the drone. You could have someone at a remote location, whether it be at the police department or from home or from any other internet-connected location. They could just log into a website and be able to activate the drone. The drone would be in a location where it could just take off on its own and fly to a location, and you wouldn't need to take an officer away from their responsibilities at a scene to have to fly it. That sounds interesting. I talked to somebody from ODOT a few months ago, and they are testing one down in the Columbus area that would be dispatched to crashes on the highway, for example, and it could relay images back, and then they would know about the kind of response they ought to send out to the scene. Is this kind of like that, do you know? Yeah, so it would be very similar. So a couple of the ideas behind the automation of the drone is if we did not have officers on the scene of whether it be a crash or any other type of emergency, you could actually send the drone ahead and get video footage back to see what the situation looks like before you have emergency personnel on scene. Or if you do have a situation where you have emergency personnel already on scene and you need aerial 
video or aerial photos, you could just contact dispatch or contact the remote operator and have them fly the drone out to the scene so that you don't have to take someone off of their assignments or call in someone from home to have to come in and fly it for you. So it makes it a lot more automated and simpler to get a drone above a scene like that. So when I think of a drone, I have two pictures in my mind. One, the little hobby drones that kids uh-huh. use, and two, the bigger ones that the military uses. Is yes. How big is this one? Is, is it somewhere in between those two? So the drones that we're using for law enforcement typically are the same ones that the hobbyists are using. So the one we currently use is a DJI Phantom 4 drone. It's the same one you can go into pretty much any Best Buy or other type of store and purchase off the shelf. So they're pretty little, but they have good cameras on them? They do. They typically have 4K cameras, which gives you some very high-resolution video. We have an infrared system on ours that we're able to use, and the newer drones are coming out with even better infrared cameras. So between having a 4K camera and having infrared video, both are very important and very useful for emergency services. Have they ever helped you solve a crime? I don't know that help us solve a crime yet. They've helped us document situations where we're able to have better documentation of a scene. For us in Streetsboro, we deal with a lot of crashes. We have a lot of traffic here in town, so they've helped us document some crash scenes. We have used them to look for individuals, but unfortunately we haven't had a situation where the, the drone has been responsible for finding an individual yet. So they've been useful, but not to the point where I would say that it was the deciding factor in finding someone or solving a crime yet. But drones aren't just for big business, police, or even the military. In fact, lots of kids and adults love to fly them just for fun. More than 100 model aircraft enthusiasts gathered recently south of Canton for the 6th annual ready-made RC RPV Fest. Dylan Carpenter, who's the digital experience lead with the Academy of Model Aeronautics, tells us building and flying the radio-controlled and first-person view drones is a great way to learn about technology. Most of the time, they're hobby-grade components that you've compiled and assembled. You can buy them off the shelf, but it really helps if you have that understanding of how the components work together. There's some basic levels of electrical engineering that goes into it some programming skills that you need to know to make the flight control software actually tell the drone what to do. There's a little bit of radio frequency knowledge that goes into it, especially on the FPV side, because it's actually broadcasting an analog frequency. So if, let's say, you're on channel one flying and somebody else powers up and they're also on channel one, those two channels are gonna fight and whichever one is closest or clearest or strongest is gonna win. Also today, something new about something very, very old. The University of Akron just restored a number of nearly 100-year-old films of some of the very first Goodyear airships dating all the way back to the early 1930s. University archivist Vic Fleischer. The films show the construction for the most part, as well as the christenings and the maiden flights of the USS Akron and USS Megan, some of the largest airships ever built in this country. They actually were some of the the first airship carriers that allowed Sparrowhawk biplanes that were used for reconnaissance service by the Navy. 
this was a significant time in the development of aviation in this country, particularly light of air flight. So this was kind of the future of air travel. Unfortunately, because of the issues uh, with the safety of the airships, that never really panned out. Facebook is in hot water again. Amid growing privacy concerns, the social network says it's ending a program where it paid a third party to listen to and transcribe audio clips from phone calls its users made on its Messenger app. Now, Apple, Google, and Amazon had all previously ended similar programs for their voice assistants. CNET's Ian Schur tells us the tech giants are going to have to be more transparent, or it's going to affect them negatively in the end. It's really kind of mind-boggling to think that these companies thought it was a good idea to do any of this stuff and not at least tell us or even hide it in their legalese that we say okay to. It was just not there. And if this keeps happening, at some point this is going to add up to trouble. And here's a question. You know how Facebook has gotten so good at parsing all your personal information so that sometimes it seems like they're actually reading your mind? Well, guess what? They're actually not satisfied with just analyzing and monetizing all the data you voluntarily enter. Now they actually want to get inside your head and read your mind. Jeff Colvin tells us how. Facebook is helping to develop technology that would let you type just by thinking. I'm Jeff Colvin of Fortune Magazine with Inside Business. Facebook's goal is to create a system capable of typing 100 words per minute by reading the brain. New research funded by Facebook in collaboration with the University of California, San Francisco, shows that brain activity can be decoded and transcribed into text in real time. Facebook isn't the only company trying to harness the power of the brain for advanced technology. Neuralink, a company backed by Tesla CEO Elon Musk, has been testing a brain sensor that can help detect neuron activity. The research funded by Facebook raises several questions, including privacy concerns about allowing companies like Facebook to have access to the brain. Then there are practical questions, like how devices would determine the difference between the speech a person wants to make known versus speech a person may want to hold back. And so far, this technology works only through sensors implanted in the brain, obviously not a model for serving a broad market. While the latest research helps Facebook get closer to its ultimate goal of developing a wearable device that can be controlled by the brain, a company executive says this type of product is still at least 10 years away. Nonetheless, it seems only a matter of time. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers, it's time for the Summer Spectacular Sales Event at your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer or visit them online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Tune in next week for more tech news and listen online at wakr.net.